Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi lezî bi ni'amihi tatumu salihat. Elhamdülillahi lezî qaddara kulla ma huwa atin ve kulla ma huwa fat. Nes'aluhu azze ve celle mucibati rahmetih. Nes'aluhu fawza bil cenne ve necate minel nar. I bear witness there is no deity save Allah and Muhammad is his servant and his messenger and his mercy to all mankind. We pray to him to shower his mercy and his blessings upon all the prophets and upon Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon all of them. Dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, today my khutbah will be a little bit different from my usual. Usually I pick a topic and I stay on, on it until I deliver the point. But I am sure you agree with me there are so many things going on around and I'll be remiss if I don't have small touches. But the khutbah will be about the power of the supplication, the power of dua. And bear with me a little bit, it will not be your traditional. But before I start my khutbah, I would be remiss if I don't share with you what has been heavy on my heart and has occupied my mind and find it heavy on my heart. Starting with what's going on in the northern part of Syria, Idlib, with all the atrocity that we are hearing about. And it, it is but a reminder of the conflict in that region between the regional powers, the Iran and, this, and, and Saudi Arabia, and the conflict that has surfaced in such a way the Sunni and the Shi'i. And while I promise the leadership and promise you that inshallah I will dedicate a khutbah about this topic because it is deserving to have a topic by itself, but I want to remind us of a few things. Differences between Sunni and Shi'i has existed from the dawn of time. Few, few years, few tens of years past the Prophet and then this thing started and this is not a place to go over the details. But what is very important, there are differences. But I'm gonna use those one who know Arabic الاختلاف لا يجب أن يؤدي إلى الخلاف means diverse of opinion and differences should not lead to dispute and to fight. And if I am to look at this situation, you know, الاختلاف the the diversity of opinions between the two the differences. I could just say differences will always exist, no matter what. And each group will believe that he is right. And what the Quran tells us, and again, I won't go into all the verses, but I'm sure you've heard them before, it is not, it's not the place to settle your differences. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will settle it because no group will accept the other side. 
But what is more important, how do we move forward? And the Quran says, look at the common ground. Come to a common, common ground. What, what unify us? What does unify, what does you, what does unify the Sunni and the Shi'i? One God, the Quran, one Prophet, one Kaaba, the, the Qibla, the, the same rituals. One time they walked in into a, 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 a Shi'i and they told him, how do I convert to Shi'ism? He said, say, la ilaha Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah. He said, that's it, he said, that's it. You ask any school of thought, whether you're Jafari, uh, Hanafi, Shafi'i, whatever, how do I embrace the school of thought and Islam? It's the same. And I don't want to go over, but there are differences, but the common ground is much greater. And it is about time that us, who is not engulfed in the political uh, mess that is in that part of the world, that we shield ourselves and rise about our differences, and we, with one voice, whether you're Sunni, or whether you're Shi'i, whether you're Ibadi, whether you're Yazidi, whatever it is, this is what will bring us together. Let us focus on enjoying what is beautiful, what is right, what is good for humanity, and let us work together to forbid what is ugly and what is wrong and what can harm humanity. So brothers and sisters, again, as American Muslim, we, uh, we should rise above that differences that is pretty much eating from the ummah, is eating from the body of Muslims and its impact. I don't need to tell you, if all you have to do is just watch the news, it's very, very disastrous. So inshallah, we'll immunize ourselves in, 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 in our country to making sure that we are civilized with one another, we respect one another, we respect uh, what, what, what you stand for, you expect what we stand for, and we work together to do what's better for humanity and what's better for our nation. Let me go to the second point that also it is heavy on my heart. What's happening in India, it is unacceptable. It is just, I mean, I, honestly, sometimes you run out of words. Our president was there a few days ago and didn't he say a word. So our responsibility, we can't just accept. Yeah, Muslims are getting beat all over the world. Well, what, what can we do? No, I think we should really, this event should awaken who we are. We are the people of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and we are the people of actions. We should find a way to come together and figure out how can we help our brothers and sisters in India. And of course, I'm not going to give you a list of things. But I look at my phone earlier this morning, and I already have friends who are so pessimistic. Well, you know, yeah, the, the deal of the century. And then you have the Uyghur, and then you have the Indian, and they have the Assyrians, and it is fully distressing. And now we have coronavirus, which I will touch on this later on. But before I, for I, I forget, Please, brothers and sisters, we are a community who we love to hug. We love to shake hand, hold it for now, until this is put on the side. You know, we, salamu alaikum, with a big smile. I know I was w walking through the, 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 the parking lot and I saw one of my brothers. The first thing is we hug. So we reminded each other this is what we are used to. Right now, it is a dire situation. We should hold on that, and I think 
our center has put a statement. Please read it, and I will talk. I'll give a reminder when we are about to pray, inshallah. But brothers and sisters, when you look at all of these, which is heavy, you can't. There's anxiety, there is a pain, there's a concern. All of these, what came to my mind when I was preparing to give the khutbah today, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, we have created you in an environment of difficulties and pain and challenges and distress. So it is no surprise a believer who looks through this event through the lenses of the Quran understands that this is the reality of life. This is not a place for a Darul Baqa is not a place for us to stay, nor a place to, for us to be judged. It is the place for us to be tested. The trial of life, to see all the gifts that God had given us, what are we going to do with it? We have been given what is, can equip us to face all the challenges coming together. As we've, we look at the life of the Prophet, all the Prophets, you will find they are hit with so many issue this is life but God Almighty who is telling us on one hand be aware of this is how life is you have to deal with all of this simultaneously at the same time they don't come you know one by one no they come roaring at, at, at us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us our power of, of intellect has given us the power of our emotions, has given us the power of our spirituality, the physical power, that we have plenty of powers that we could harness and bring them together so we can face all these challenges. But a few reminders, brothers and sisters, that we are to be patient, we are to be persistent, and we are to realize that days change, nothing stays. Days change. Today is difficult. Tomorrow won't be as much. But the last thing we can do is to throw the towel and we give up and we surrender like we, like we feel at times. This is not the behavior or the character of a believer in La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So with that introduction, brothers and sisters, this is the reality of life that we deal with. Let me now pick one of the powers that we have, which is the spiritual power. We all have all these powers that I talked about, that we need all of them to face the challenges of today and the challenges of tomorrow. But I'm going to pick one, which is the spirituality. And from that spirituality, I'm going to pick the power of dua. Now, forgive me, I don't mean to offend anyone. But I was raised, since I was a kid, to memorize a lot of dua. And I memorized a lot of them. And most of the time, I find myself just reciting them. I've known them by heart, so I am reciting them. And we recite dua after dua, dua after dua. And then we wonder sometimes, how effective are these dua? One young man came to me and said, I asked God and he didn't respond. I stopped asking him. How did you ask him? And I won't go into the details, but I found what I'm going to share with you today that is the impetus of this khutbah. 
At the time of kabad, at the time of difficulties, we have that power, the power of dua, brothers and sisters. And I'll start with the first reminder that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we all hear about this verse in Ramadan, especially in Ramadan. When a servant of mine asks you about me, and here is the beauty, Allah did not tell every, everywhere in the Quran, when, when he says, when they ask you, you tell them, except in this place, there's no call. He said directly, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I am nearby. We live in a culture where our saying is that God, those who believe in God, God created this universe and left doing something else. Here the Quran is saying is, no, I am aware of you. I am near. So that is the first thing is to, to bear in mind that he is aware of my circumstances. فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I will respond to those one who they call upon me. This is a very interesting, I will expound on this later on, brothers and sisters. But in other words, Allah will respond. But there's a key. Let them respond to me. When you really contemplate and reflect on what, what, what Allah is asking me in this verse, Allah tells me in the Quran so many things. He admonishes me to understand that this world has an order. There's a cause and effect. There are ways to get things done that we are to respond to. So I'm hungry, I have to eat. I'm sick, I go see a doctor and I take a medication, right? There are so many things. If you look at life, Allah tells us very clear. There is a sunan, there are laws, and everything is bimiqdar, everything has measure. So it is our responsibility to discover that and to abide by them. So if I am hungry, I can do a dua between today until I die, I am not that fool. Allah, unless, unless you become like Mary and you'll have a miracle, which is we are not Mary. So you are drowning, like I, I heard a story that I found to be very, very, uh, uh, it's like a joke, but it's very, it opened our eyes. A guy was drowning and he kept doing a dua and people were passing by and asked him, can we help you? He said, no, I'm waiting for God to help me. So when he died and he went, and again, this is a metaphor, when he went and he asked Allah, I did a lot of dua and you did not respond. He said, I sent a lot of people to save you. Why didn't you take their call? It is funny, but it is real. So when we are doing a dua, we need to understand that as the Prophet ﷺ was the epitome of this, making sure that whatever needed to be done, al-akhd bil-asbab, it was done. The best example, I don't have time to go into the details, when he left Mecca to Medina. The details that he attended to is unbelievable. But brother and sister, this is the key here. Simultaneously go the dua, not after when things don't go our way and then we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for dua. This is not how it works. What the Prophet used to do and the companions learned from him and all the Prophets of Allah and at tabi'in those who followed is simultaneously and a lot of times we miss that. I take all the necessary simultaneously and to support. To remind us 
first we take al-akhs bil-asbab. We have to take all the acts that are necessary for whatever we want to succeed, for it to succeed. Simultaneously, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help and to support. Now, let me go into a few things that are essential, brothers and sisters, for the dua. In Surah Yunus, chapter 10, verse 22 and 23, these are long verses. I won't have time to go through them, but Allah is talking about those one who find themselves in the sea, and the weather change, and they have winds from all over, and the waves are so high, and people realize that they're about to die. Here, Allah says, they did the dua to Allah with sincerity that he is the creator. He is there that he will save them. And they promised that we will be among those who are thankful. Listen to this. And then when he saved them, and then I'll, I'll, I'll switch to the English. Yes, yet as soon as he has saved them from this danger, Lo, they behave outrageously on earth, offending against all right. Brothers and sisters, Allah is telling us here, these people were not believers. And Allah knew, God knows everything, that they will turn after they receive what they want. But as God Almighty, the most, mercer the most merciful, the most loving, he responds to their dua. So can you imagine those who do not believe in Allah, but when they are sincere, when they pray from the bottom of their heart, Allah responds, and how about our case? But sincerity is the key. So when I stand and I say, and I recite, and honestly, most of the time I recite without knowing what I'm reciting, especially I know Arabic, but a lot of us don't. How can you speak from the heart? How can you be sincere if you are insisting on a language that you don't understand? It doesn't work. You speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the language of your tongue because you want to speak from the heart. It's not reciting. It's not just what you are memorizing. It is what it is in your heart. This is what al-ikhlas means. And if Allah is saying is to the non-believers, he is responding to them, how about for us? But we have to be sincere. We have to really mean it. And what is in the heart has to come out from the mind and the tongue in the language. You don't have to speak formal Arabic. You speak of the language. If you don't know Arabic that well, but you speak Arabic, speak the way you speak normally to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Urdu, English, French, Spanish, whatever language you speak, use it to, con to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how you reach the level of sincerity. This is what Allah is saying. Is when you are sincere, bukhlusin, when you are sincere and humble, this is one of the key requirements. So the first one, brothers and sisters, when we are dealing with this kabat, with these difficulties, and we are using that power of the dua, the first one is we do all the necessary to, for, for the, the, the material and the life and the thing that we learned for it to succeed. Simultaneously, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our divine to, to assist and to help. The second one, we have to be sincere and humble. The third, which I caution myself and you, brother and sister, from what happened to this young man who asked me. I asked him, I'm not too sure if he's going to respond. The Prophet ﷺ said, 
when you do a dua, you have to be certain in your heart that he is listening and he will respond. Because Allah said, أَنَا عِنْدَ حُسْنِ ظَنِّ عَبْدِ بِي أَوْ كَمَا قَالْ Hadith Qudsi. The Prophet told us that Allah says, is I am the way you think I am. If you think I am good, I am good. If you think I am absent, I'll be absent. You have to have a, 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 a confidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near and he's aware. And when you are sincere and you're doing what you have to do as a human being, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he will respond. So these are some of the reminders, brothers and sisters. I hope that we remind, we remind each other when we are feeling the challenges of life and we use this power of dua, we use it in a way that Islam taught us to do so. الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي كتب على نفسه الرحمة وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear brothers and sisters, as I started my khutbah, it is a challenging time. And if I am to do a dua, I believe as American Muslims, one of the most important part of our dua is to help us unite. Irrespect of what school of thought you are. Sunni, Shi'i, Ibadi, Zaidi, whatever. We, we pray to God Almighty to unite us and to bring us together for obvious reasons. We have an enemy that is waiting to exploit our differences. And we always blame it on our enemy, knowing that Allah told us even to each prophet has an enemy. This is part of life. This is the order that Allah has chosen. Al-Mudafa'ah, there's always be an opposite side. But, it is our responsibility, the people of the Quran, the people of La ilaha illallah, the people of the Qibla, or one Qibla, the people of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we, 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 we come together, and this is, should be in the heart of our dua. The second thing is, I always, I know sometimes, as someone said this morning, it's, the, the challenges is overwhelming. Uh, I, I think you've, you've heard me this before. I, I read, they asked a general, you are, you, you, there are so many things on your plate and you are overloaded. Why don't you ask Allah, pray to, pray to God and, and ask him to lighten the load so we don't have to deal with the Sunni and Shi'i and we don't have to deal with the India and we have to deal with the Palestinian, we have to deal with it. Just, just lighten the load. And what did the general say? He's a believer. He said, I'd rather pray to God to strengthen my back so I can carry a heavier load. A believer with the power of dua, that connection between us and the divine can carry a heavier load if we are aware of our strength. And the dua is such a powerful gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us that we should uh, uh, seize it, uh, understand it, harness its power, hoping it will help us to 
rise about differences to unite us and to help us face the challenges of today and inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we were promised that he will respond and he will help us to succeed in this life and help us succeed in the hereafter. Let's pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts, to strengthen our faith. We pray to God Almighty to make us among those who are mukhlisin, those who are sincere. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for unity. We pray to God Almighty to strengthen our back so we can carry and face the challenges of today. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us help our brothers and sisters in throughout the Muslim world and throughout humanity. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us get America back on the path of morality and the path of ethics, not where the path that is going right now. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who are sincere and true believers and to be the followers of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, of the Quran, of the Qibla, and all the acts and the creeds of Islam. Wa akhiru alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, aqim al-sadaa.